Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon page. Patreon is a place that you could go, provide a small donation to the show, whether it be $1, $5, $10, whatever it is. 50 cents. And you can get certain perks that come along with becoming a Patreon. You get exclusive episodes, uh, some free merchandise, all types of shit that the public doesn't get to hear or see, that it doesn't show up on iTunes or YouTube. I'm talking exclusives. What you know Funny about? Kind. What you know about exclusives? I know all about them. Well, now our listeners can too at Patreon.com/nhpodcast. Go there. That's the best way to support the show. It's one way. One way. Another way is at our website, naturalhabitatpodcast.com. If dot you what? Uh, dot com, I think. Okay. We almost got a dot org, and we decided to go with dot com. So, naturalhabitatpodcast.com. You could donate at the bottom of the page there. If you don't like the whole rigmarole and bells and whistles of, yep. uh, of the Patreon, you don't want to go through all that, and you don't like free stuff. Yep. You just want to donate some money for the holidays. You could do that at naturalhabitatpodcast.com. You want to be anonymous? Mm-hmm. You can also check out all the shows that we have on the network, our entire oh. back catalog. We don't have any paywall or anything. You don't have to pay to listen to old episodes. You can go all the way back. All the way back. We got a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also uh, all of our respective musics are there, as well as a store. And, uh, you know, everything that's usually at a website. You've seen a website, right? Yep. Well, just take everything that you saw on a different website and apply it to Natural Habitat Podcast. And that's what it's like at naturalhabitatpodcast.com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Today we are also brought to you by Beeline Hempwick. Beeline Hempwick. I'm going to lay it out right now with this intense-ass music. Beeline Hempwick is natural organic i wasn't done <laughs> i wasn't done with the okay natural organic made of hemp uh made by radioactive bees we, we've covered that a lot and this is a natural alternative for you to smoke whatever it is you're smoking weed's legal now in california so use your hemp wick so you're not sucking in a bunch of butane because i hear that's bad for you yeah right isn't that the thing? That's what I heard, too. I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. Me neither. And if I was a scientist, I wouldn't be a fucking butane scientist. That's for sure. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's just a, a drug lab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's, it's, we're, we're in December, officially. And it's fucking Christmas time. Like a motherfucker you know? around here. And what do we do on Christmas time? What are we uh what are we doing today? We're doing a Christmas movie. A Christmas we're doing, movie? We're doing a movie from Mikey Bouye's childhood. Oh shit, is that for real? It's for real. What is it? Is it uh the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Um if you want it to be. Uh that's not really Christmas, is it? Didn't they have one that was Christmassy? Out of the four yeah. that they made? Yeah, if it was called the Muppets. The Natural Habitat Podcast.
But they were both Jim Henson's Creature Shop, right? Um. The Natural Habitat Podcast. The Natural Habitat Podcast. Welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast, everybody. My name is Mikey Booya. My name is Scrooge. And we are here, bitches. It's Christmas time. Yeah. How you feeling, Scrooge? Is is every single one of your characters for the whole month going to hate Christmas? No. Because you love Christmas all year, and then it turns to December, and your first, like the last episode that we did, you were very negative Christmas, but you look forward to it because you love to hate it so much. Yeah. And now today, you are Scrooge. Yeah. Now, is that just a coincidence that your name is Scrooge, or do you share a lot of like similarities with the popular Ebenezer Scrooge? It's just the name they gave me, man. So it really doesn't have anything to do with your personality. It's just a name. Well, I don't know. Maybe one adopts certain traits that yeah. come along with the name. So, <laughs> <laughs> that is a possibility, right? Yeah, it is. Like, if, if your name was Dickhead, uh huh, <laughs> you probably weren't going to be a nice guy. Yeah, you might kind of, you might turn into a little bit of Dickhead. Yeah. But aren't we all sometimes? Well, yeah. But... Pretty sure everybody's a Dickhead sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And that's just all part of life and learning how to deal with people because you're a Dickhead and you're like, wow, that kind of didn't feel great. Nice. That would suck if somebody did that to me. And then you become a better person. So there's nothing wrong with being a dickhead a couple times. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you heard it from me. Go out there and be a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, go be a dick. <laughs> but not Jesus. today. No. Um, what about today? Today, you got to be nice. What's so special about today that everybody has to be nice? Today is December. The the Christmas season, yeah. Today's December third. Yeah. This day in history. You gotta be nice until at least like mid January. Yeah, I guess you're right. And when does the niceness start? Thanksgiving, right? right? Well, uh, you would say today. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I will say today. Today. I will. You get the Black Friday jitters mm-hmm. thing out of there. You're all good. Now you're just like calm, collected, ready to be nice. Everything's gravy. Yeah. So this is fucking season. Before we get into the season and before we get into this film, which is a Muppet Christmas Carol, definitely a huge film in my childhood. I watched it all the time. And uh before we get into that, we found out that Jim Henson died a lot earlier than we thought he did. Both of us. And uh, we were reading this morning about this guy. The scientist, supposed scientist, that took to uh, 4chan and said that he was a scientist that was working on the Mandela effect and that we were all in a simulation 
simulated Earth, that Earth had been destroyed in 2012, just like the Mayans predicted. And now we're in the simulation. He works for the people that made the simulation, but he's not going to say who it is and blah, blah, blah. They're trying to keep us safe. And people aren't taking well to the veil and the simulation. And that's why the Mandela effect is happening. You can almost hear it in the background right now. The Mandela effect? Yeah. What's it sound like? Like sound waves. Yeah? Does it sound like maybe, maybe possibly somewhere along this podcast, just this nine minutes that we've been talking, maybe I said a word, but then it went through and came out the other end as a different word? Maybe. Mandela effect, right? Yeah. It's kind of how it would be. What if like, what if we go back and listen to this a month from now and then yeah. you're like, you know what would be crazy if your name was asshole, you'd be an asshole every once in a while. And we're like, wait a minute, yeah, he yeah. said dickhead, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that shit works. So I can imagine why people go crazy with it. Yeah. Like uh, I was watching this new Doug Stanhope special on CISO. I got a free trial of CISO, shout out to CISO, go check them out, they're not a sponsor of the show. <laughs> But uh, uh, I was watching a special and he was talking about like how crazy people and how there's like really bad mental health, like uh, like attention to mental health and like facilities and doctors and access to psychiatrists and shit in this country that people are just crazy on the streets and thrown off to the side and they're just homeless and insane. And he was talking about how in his hometown there's this place called the uh, Community Intervention Associates. That is like a, uh, a rehab and mental health place that you can go into and you talk to a secretary who lets you talk to a nurse via Skype on a TV screen. So there's like a TV with a webcam on it and they're on Skype and they tell you like, you know, what to do when you're trying to kill yourself, like not to do it. And he was like, so you're trying to say that these crazy people have to walk into a building <clears throat> with tinted windows that says CIA, and I looked it up on the internet, and this is a real thing, because it's Community Intervention Associates, CIA, black tinted window, and then have someone on a television screen talk to them, and you wonder why they think the machines are inside their heads. Like, it's all fucking set up just to poison people. So. Yeah, that is weird. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, if you even find one thing in the Mandela effect that changed, you'll start tripping on it, and you'll start going Yeah, so down. personally, I had um, some family here in town over the weekend, and I was, like, showing them the Mandela effect. Yeah. And uh, they were tripping out on all of it. And then they were, like, immediately trying to fact check it and um, finding, like, trying to find original clips and everything, and it's all uh, effective. Yeah. It's all effecty. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so funny. Hey, but you know what's great is that Universal, I was on the Shrek line yeah. or whatever, and we were like waiting to go into the Shrek 3D movie thing. You didn't go in the and, movie? You were just in the line? Yeah. Well, in the line, it's got all of this like shit happening that you pay attention to. It's like part of the story and shit. Yeah. And... Uh, once it starts, it says mirror, mirror on the wall. What? So, 
See, that's how that's how everybody isn't there. That's how everybody remembers it. Like a it's big chunk of bubble. people. And that one tripped me out a lot. The mirror, mirror on the wall thing. Because for people, yeah. for people that don't know, she in every copy ever that you could find, even old school VHS copies, the fucking uh, evil queen in Snow White or whatever says magic mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all but every time it's ever been referenced through history and everybody remembers it as mirror mirror and that one really tripped me out a lot of them did like the Berenstein bears one and fucking but that one was like no no and then something happens in your brain so where you become a conspiracy theorist whether you want to or not your brain is like this ain't right man and you start fucking like getting all crazy yeah dude you gotta you gotta figure out how to watch westworld somehow i'll get to it we were watching it together and then you got cut off and you missed like the last half of the season and this is the craziest show ever dude we went to the library today to go try to get the book for westworld and uh we had the lady look it up she said they didn't have it so we were like all right cool we're looking around and shit and then when we go to walk out, she was like, hey, come check this out. And we go walk over there, and she, like, turns her computer screen around, and a used paperback copy of Westworld from 1973 or whatever is, like, 500 bucks online. And she was like, that's insane for a book. That's, like, no work of, like, no book, like, that's just a work of fiction by Michael Crichton from back in the day, like, has ever been this much money. $500 for a used, tattered, fucking ripped up book. So everybody's just trying to get their hands on it right now. So if you or like your parents, your grandma or anybody has a copy of Westworld, sell that shit to me for $50. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're like, yeah, right. You just said 500 bro. Well, that's, well, hopefully they'll respect that I was honest with them. That I was like, look, this is what you'll get for it. But if you really want to like support the show, you want to give us Christmas gifts like donations and Patreon accounts, then send us a copy of Westworld for free or request $50. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're supposed to be talking about a movie, huh? We're, we're back. So the Muppet Christmas Carol, I found out, was the first huge Muppet creation after Jim Henson died. And some guy named Brian Henson took over. You ever heard of this guy? His son. <clears throat> well, obviously, but I've never heard the name Brian Henson until today. I never heard of it. See? But I never heard of anything. It's true, but I think that you actually have never heard of that. This one might be real. I might have heard of it, but I would never say, even if I did. Yeah. Well, either way, we'll find out one day when you die. Everything will be in your will, I hope. The answer yeah, and it all, There's just going to be a huge list of yeah. things, and it's going to say, I heard of it, I heard of it, I heard of it, I heard of it. <laughs> all the shit you actually heard of. Yeah, all the things I've said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just put, just put episode numbers next to them. To be determined until it did. Yep. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, though. It's, your, it's part of your persona. It's the mysterious thing. Yeah, mysterious George. Nobody knows shit. I say a lot on the show. I tell people a lot. And I'm about to unveil one more thing about me. What? You ready? Yes. I enjoy musicals. 
Do you? I do. Not like you can tell by I, his movie. Yeah, I don't like like uh <laughs> like 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 less miserables and like every musical and all this stuff that's out there, but uh, this movie like definitely stands out, which had a lot of songs in it. There's a lot of like movies in my childhood that had a lot of songs in it, and then one of my favorite movies to this day is Across the Universe. Have you seen that movie? It's like mm-hmm. a it's like a Beatles musical, but the Beatles aren't in it. It's all a bunch of actors, and they have this whole story that's not related to the Beatles at all, but it's like in the time that the Beatles was the shit during like Vietnam War and all that shit. And uh, it's like about this guy fucking has a girlfriend. She goes to college. He gets drafted. They get back together. Somebody starts a band, and it's like all these things that are all back in the day, and the actors are singing the Beatles songs like live on set they'll just like break out into song and like fucking start singing yeah it's cool and it's like super well done if anybody out there fucking loves the beatles or loves deep ass movies like fucking uh like requiem for a dream is kind of what it was but it wasn't all dark and about drug use it was pretty dark but that movie's dope across the universe check it out so this was the first major muppet production after jim henson died you see that and well yeah i know but it's a <laughs> it's a lead-in to what i had coming up all right so there's this dude steve whitmore who took over as the voice for kermit the frog that i i, I think still does kermit to this day and right. after jim henson died because jim henson always did kermit's voice and he took over for this film this was his first role and he was really nervous about doing it and the night before he had to go in to record Kermit's songs for the movie, he had a dream. He met Jim Henson in a hotel lobby, and he told him like how nervous he was. And Jim Henson like reassured him that everything would be cool and everything would pass. And then he woke up with like this newfound confidence and went and schooled it and has been Kermit ever since. So nice. Whether, uh, you know, he, he obviously was just tripping on it so much that when he went to sleep, he dreamt about it. But whether, uh, whether it, like, did work out in his brain for whatever reason or if he just willed it to happen, it's pretty dope that he had that dream, gave him that confidence, got the okay from Jim Henson himself in a way, you know what I mean? If you remember and if you were there and you see him, it's kind of just as real. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, that's pretty dope. That's so that was get... his that was his rite of passage. Yeah, exactly. And it's like getting the hand me down. Yeah, it's sick. Or he made it up because he knew it would be a great story and people would be talking about it 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> that could be it too. It's one of the two. All right. Fact number fucking three. 12. All right. Lay it on us. Surprise Gonzo me. Gonzo and Rizzo... Uh-huh. were incorporated into the film so that Dickens' original narration could be included. Dope. Yeah, because uh, I like how Gonzo did. Gonzo and Rizzo like weren't a part of it. They were the narrators. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, like how it opened up. I think we have, yeah, we have a clip right here of one of the first scenes. This is Scrooge's introduction song. So I hope you love musicals, and I hope you love... Gonzo and Rizzo, because here they are. 
in life, the Marleys had been business partners with a shrewd moneylender named Ebenezer Scrooge. You will meet him as he comes around that corner. Where? There. When? Now. There he is, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. Say, is it getting cold around here? It chills you, chills you to the bone. But there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. It paints you with indifference like a lady paints with rouge. And the worst of the worst, the most hated and cursed, is the one that we call Scrooge. Unkind as any, and the wrath of many. This is Ebenezer Scrooge. See? Oh, How dope is this song? Mr. <laughs> Classic Muppets. It was like uh, I'm on a pirate ship. Another thing that found that I found out was dope is that this was uh, the first feature to leave out the Sesame Street cast, and I didn't even like really think about it that Sesame Street was also Jim Henson. Like, yeah, it totally makes sense now that it's pointed out. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I didn't right. e- I didn't even think about it. I didn't make that connection because, like, I watched Sesame Street when I was younger, like every other kid. But I like remember it in the fact to where, like, like I had a book called like Afraid of the Dark that was about how Ernie was like afraid of the dark, and it was like all these crazy shadows on the wall, and like. I want to say I had, like, a big bird fucking, like, something in my room. Like, some big bird toy. But I didn't understand, as a child, that somebody made these puppets and fucking was designing them all. I thought they were real, I bet. You know what I mean? I thought that that's just what they were. And then fucking, once I, like, got into the Muppets and older and shit, I just kind of saw them as their own thing. Because in my era of the Muppets, which is this one, they separated the Muppet family from the Sesame Street family. So I never, ever, like, saw them together. You're, what, like, a year older than me? So maybe you did. Yeah, I don't know. Do you remember them I've, ever being I've together? Seen a, um, I've seen a lot of fucking Muppet stuff, so I can't really, like... Um, you can't remember? You know, no, <laughs> it, it, like, it all, like, blends yeah. because, you know, it... It's all like the same. It's That's what really I mean. You can't remember what's from what. It's exactly. like it's like Family Guy jokes. Like I I remember Family Guy jokes, but I couldn't tell you what season they were in. Like I have no idea. They're all just the same long episode. Yeah, exactly. No, there's a lot of um like a shitload of Muppet stuff. That's another reason why. And then there's Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Which is all also made by the same People, everything's all made by the same. So, like, there's so much, it's hard to, like, remember which is which. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was actually a shout-out to Fraggle Rock that I read about. In the very first scene of Muppet Christmas Carol, there's a shop sign that says, Duncan and Kenworthy. And it was uh, the producer, Duncan Kenworthy, who was the creator of Fraggle Rock. Him and Jim Henson were... Like the joint creators. So um, this is also the first Muppets movie to 
use humans as the central character. Yeah, that's crazy. And we're really jumping back and forth from fact to fact here, but that reminds me <laughs> that uh, Michael Caine said in an interview that Scrooge was one of his most memorable roles. Yeah. Which, uh, which you were saying makes sense because he got to fucking star with the Muppets. Yeah. In the height of their popularity. What's it? What do you think is your most memorable Muppet out of all of them? Uh, I always liked uh, Animal, the drummer dude. Like, I always kind of like went towards him. He was like my favorite all the time. But I don't know. I think that like the most memorable, he's like my obscure favorite. But the most memorable is probably going to be Gonzo. Yeah, Gonzo's legit. I think my two are uh, like Fozzie Bear and like Swedish Chef. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like those are like the two best. We saw that new video of Swedish Chef. Remember when we watched that? Maybe. Maybe. And, yeah. uh, and had Swedish Chef, he didn't always have real hands, right? He was a puppet. Know. He was a puppet back in the day. And then, yeah, he's always had some type of hands, though, like puppet hands or whatever. Yeah, but they would always like shit. fucking, but they would be covered in like a little puppet thing, puppet like fuzzy skin <laughs> or whatever. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But it's like in the video that we watched, there's some video on YouTube of him like making popcorn in some kitchen. And uh, it's popcorn shrimp is what he's making. And he's like heating up popcorn. And then there's like a bunch of shrimp on the table. And. He had real hands, and I didn't know until halfway through the video that they were real hands. Because the way the guy was moving them, they looked like all fucking weird. Oh, yeah, like puppet hands. Yeah, yeah. they look like puppet hands. Yeah, that is funny. I remember that now. Mm -hmm. now that you say that. But then now that I think about it, puppet hands are hands because there's fucking hands inside of them. No, they could be on the poles. Yeah, but like, I was you like, know, the, way, could... the way his fingers were moving were like puppet hands. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> the little uh little marionette strings yeah. is that what it's called <laughs> i don't know who knows who knows puppet people do all you puppet people out there call in we One want puppets we want puppets our own puppets 1-888-888-888.org we need a mikey booyah puppet with a mohawk and then uh, another puppet with an interchangeable head and identity every day <laughs> huh. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Just give me a bunch of different facial features to attach to its face. I'll just change it up every day. Right? That'd be dope. I saw uh, I saw something that was like the making of... Maybe we were watching it when we were watching the special effects thing. And it was about Jack Skellington and how they had his body. And then they had like 200 different heads that were all shaped. Instead of painting on the mouth, they had different shaped heads. Yeah. It's crazy. Smart. So we need that. We need one puppet with 200 heads each. No, 365. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's one head for each year of the day. Yeah. Year of the dog. Exactly. A little bit of year of the dog, the bitch. So um, I got a dope fact. Fact me I up. I got something that we will relate to. Fact me up. Because we are both high and we are smoking that legal California weed. Now, okay, I'd like to change my answer from earlier. What? Uh, animal is my favorite, and also 
the old men. The the Marley brothers. Yeah. Jacob and Robert Marley. Yeah. In uh in this movie, I believe, is what Robert they were Marley. Called. Yeah. So here it is, Robert Marley. There's a scene where they're uh they're like sitting there, and there's a bunch of cash boxes, and they're all like screaming. And their mouths are like, and they're wailing is what they're doing. And it was a nod to Bob Marley and the Wailers. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Putting that little stoner nod. And that's really what it's all about. Or the name. What it's all about is watching something with your... Robert Marley. (laughs) Well, that too. But, you know, they didn't want to disrespect the Wailers. Yeah. The Wailers are just as important, and people forget them. Well, in the original story, there's only one old man, and they put two so those characters can fit that role. Yeah. And they're like, those old men are the dopest characters ever. Because they're just making fun of everything all the time. Yeah, pretty good. And they're assholes. They're what are they're right. dick holes. You ready? Are I'm you fact? I'm about to fact it up. Are you ready? You ready? Uh huh. Another actor considered for the role of Ebenezer was oh. Who? Any, any guesses? Um, I'm gonna say the other guy. That's not Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> no, who's the guy that's just like him? Oh no, never heard of him. It's a uh, fucking oh, what is it? He like plays a bunch of uh, people that look like Michael Caine. <laughs> 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 All right, well, it's not him. Okay, who is it? It's George Carlin. George Carlin? Yeah, was considered for the role. Wow, that would have been crazy. Yeah, that would have been different. Huh? Mm-hmm. Did you see what? Did you get that far on the uh, stand up by Dana Carvey? Mm. Are you talking about George Carlin? No. Oh man, that was funny. No spoilers then. Go watch that stand up. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. All right. Check this out. Jinx. Kermit the Frog. So, dude. That's not you. Your name is, uh, oh, wait, I got this. I got this. Your name is today. It is, uh, fuck. What is it? What? (laughs) Scrooge. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) God, it's so easy. It's fucking Scrooge. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're Scrooge. You're not Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog did an interview. All right. Just because, uh, Jim Henson and Brian Henson are dope like that, and they have their Muppets do interviews as if they're real people. That's how real these Muppets were. Like like you said, they were the star of the show. It wasn't Michael Caine. Michael Caine was a supporting actor and the star of the show. No, I guess he was the star. But the real stars were all the Muppets. And Kermit the Frog said in an interview that Michael Caine gave him a very important piece of acting advice on the set of the film. Do you know what that advice is? Hmm. Never blink. Again? Never again? Never again. All right. So that's why Kermit the Frog doesn't blink. His eyes are wide open all the time. Never ever blinks because Michael Caine told him not to on the set of the film. Sometimes they get low though. It was supposed to be, I'm sure it was like in a joking like setting 
and like on some sort of like talk show, like a late night show. It was supposed to be a joke, but it didn't land well. Hmm. His eyes are always open. Doesn't close his eyes. Moving on. You got another fact? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you. Here comes another fact. Come on, save me, Come man. In. Save Come me. In. Oh, Come on, say it. I'm losing it. I'm losing control here. Okay. Please. The terrifying ghost of Christmas past uh-huh. was created oh, by I'm... making a special puppet that was submerged into a tank of water and then green screened into the film to make it appear like it was floating. Whoa! So this is the one that was like it was like the girl, like the young girl yeah. that was all like white and shit. Ginger. Not girl. like not like a white person, but like all like really like bright, pale, like a China doll. Not like a Chinese doll, but like a, you know, like a white. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Never mind. Is that the one? Yeah, that's it. So that's cool. That uh. Cause it was all like fucking looked all ghosty and shit. So instead of doing like a 3D motion capture kind of thing, they just fucking put it in water. That's a good idea. Super smart. Uh huh. So now I want to go back and watch that scene. The Muppet who plays Kermit's son is named Robin. Right. Little tiny Tim. Yeah. That's he. So he's an actual mop, moppet that's around, or was he just made for this movie? Yeah, well, they're saying it's his son in the movie. Yeah, but in genealogical terms, uh huh, it's actually Kermit's nephew. Oh, crazy! So he's like he's in the universe somewhere. And they were like, we need a little fucking baby frog. And they're like, okay, well, we have this old issue of this. We got your son, nephew. They, they were like, okay, we have an old reference of Kermit having a sibling that was having a baby that happened years ago. So we'll use that kid. That's your son now. These rappers are all my children. That's what Kermit says. Yeah. yeah. These frogs all are all my children. these frogs are all my ch- polywogs. <laughs> Who is that that says that? <laughs> uh, okay. This is a segment of Mikey Booyah is old. Who sings that? Uh, the the all these rappers are all my children. Come on, man. Is it Gucci Mane? Yeah. Okay, cause all the fucking kids at my work are always like, "You're all my sons. You're all my children. What's up, my son, my child?" And I'm just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And I don't ever get it. And then I like, like they'll play that song, so I assume that that's what it's from. But I'm too old to understand or really care. But I'm just looking for some clarification. So when so when someone that's like 15 years old goes, "You're all my sons," is that a Gucci Mane reference or is that just a weird thing that kids do? Um, it's a weird thing that kids do. Remember how kids would do that? Like, did yeah. you ever have like friends back in the day where someone would be like, "Mommy," and it's like you're the same fucking age and we're all just friends, and then like, someone would be like, "This is my son," and they'd like fucking be all weird all the time. No. That shit happened. That That shit happened. Look, okay, look. I'm gonna spill some spill some beans right now. Okay, I had I knew this dude Tommy when I grew up, and uh, we're switching names. When I was a kid, wait, what? Are we switching names so that we don't so that we don't offend anybody? Okay, his name's Gary. Forget the first name I said. (laughs) (laughs) And. And uh, we always used to go hang out at his house and shit. And he had this neighbor 
that lived two houses down in a big yellow or like a brown house. His name was uh, Shamada. Sean. <laughs> His name was just Sean, and uh, they would. It was like Tommy or Gary or whatever would always <laughs> like. <laughs> He, somehow along the lines john became his son and it was like you're my son and then he would like make sure that he was like getting up and like gonna go to school and he was like gotta go to school and he would go over there and like knock on his door and be like you're my son and then he would come over and like be like hey dad hey mom to like whoever his girlfriend was at the time and they were like and he had a dad like his dad was in the house like in the big yellow or brown house that was next door he had parents but it was like this weird thing. And then there was like girls that would do it too. And I never understood that shit. Never in my life have I like been to like one of my homies. Hey man, you want to pretend you're my dad? <laughs> what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? You're like, you're like for what? For like a movie or like for the day? Right. Yeah, for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are we getting into something deep? Is this people that don't have like any home life? Oh, no, man. I don't know. I don't even think it's that because I know people who had no home life that are like, you're not my dad. They would especially say that to their mom's boyfriends. You're not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Great conversation for the Muppets movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, it's Christmas, all right. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know yeah. why that's an excuse, but it works. It's hey, Christmas. At least we're jolly, right? Oh my God! You want to hear something crazy? <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, hold on. This a holy shit, Jay? Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, this guy, Richard Hunt, was, uh, he was one of the guys that did the voices and one of the puppeteers for a bunch of the puppets for Scooter and, uh, let's see, I'm trying to see, like, he was, like, on Fraggle Rock, a bunch of the puppets, so he was, like, a well-known puppeteer, right? Well they started this movie and then Richard Hunt contracted AIDS and then died 12 months before they released the film and he couldn't do any of the Muppets they had to bring in a new guy and it was like everybody was falling off and this is back in the 90s when AIDS was scary when AIDS was like it's gonna get you you know what I mean early 90s so that's some that's some heavy shit I just heard something about a guy that got um, treated with, like, somebody's blood that was, like, uh, resistant yeah. to HIV, and then he ended up becoming, like, HIV negative. Dang, that's crazy. That's weird, right? Yeah, I know that they're, like, right on the verge of curing it, that they can cure it in children now, that if children, if their moms have HIV and the kid's born with HIV, which is like everything that's in that kid's body was made from the mom that's HIV positive, then they, they made a medicine that they can give to the baby and it'll be HIV negative after the medicine period. So it's nuts, man. We're on a verge, but 
this guy was not that lucky. It was 1992. 1991, actually, when he died. So it's crazy, man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the show must go on, as they say in showbiz terms. Except for today. Because <laughs> 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 the show is over. That's right. Um, so, yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol, definitely a great Christmas movie. It wasn't on our list of the top five highest grossing Christmas movies that we just dropped on our Facebook and YouTube. You can go check that out. But, uh, but it is on our list of our, nostalgic movies from our childhood. In our hearts. In our minds. Mm-hmm. And in our heart minds. In our natural habitat recordings. 